Hey, you are listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. Uh, the Real World is a UBC Film Society's radio show where we try to connect with campus clubs and organizations and just people yeah. through film. All the people. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, we are broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam and Coast Salish territory here on the Vancouver campus at UBC. Yeah. So that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> Be aware. Um... We are talking all about basketball. <laughs> basketball. What we love about basketball. What we maybe don't know about basketball. So like everything. Uh, <laughs> basketball movies. We are a movie yeah, not, show. Yeah, not just Movie show. We're going to talk. <laughs> um, but we're going to start it off strong with a classic. Get your head in the game. Yes! Welcome back to the real world on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded territory of the Hunkaminam speaking Musqueam people. That was Get Your Head in the Game from the classic movie, <laughs> High School Musical 1. And if that didn't get your head in today's game, I honestly don't know what well, There's nothing we can do. Sorry. There's nothing we can do if Zac Efron, which I guess it's not his voice, but you can imagine. Did you know Zac Efron? I did know that. I literally refuse to believe it uh, it's so true okay just because i didn't actually say it out loud zach efron did not sing in the first high school musical movie crazy um terrible hurtful but true especially considering he has the voice of an angel apparently he did not back in high school musical one he i guess needed a lot of vocal training but by high school musical two he had it on lock true true Oh my god, High School Musical 2 is so good. Why is every High School Musical movie fantastic? I don't know. It's It just is. I think it's... Disney it's, knew what they were doing. Yeah, and then every other Disney movie happened. And we just <laughs> cried a little bit. I mean, uh, how do you feel about Camp Rock? I know it's completely off topic, um, but, you know. It's Disney whatever. Movies. I think Demi Lovato has a really strong voice, and yeah. I think that she, like, really had a breakout. And, like, the Jonas Brothers are entertaining. Yeah. That being said. In their way. Ambivalent. Yeah. Yeah, still inferior to High School Musical, I Truly. think. But can you tell that we're making more excuses to talk about High School Musical <laughs> by talking about basketball movies? Woo! Yes, we are talking all about movies about basketball, feature basketball, maybe 
love like in whatever capacity that yeah. we decided yeah it counts. So i watched high school musical <laughs> the classic love story between troy bolton and gabriella whatever her name is yeah. um did you know that high school musical is based off of greece oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like i've said that fact on on the real on world, the world. oh my god easter egg next trivia that will be a question on trivia that that high school musical musical was based off of greece oh my god so if you film talk has our bi-week or monthly Monthly. trivia sessions at the gallery 2.0 first wednesday of every month and that will be on i'm I'm saying it now okay we should do this every yeah every episode okay so we had trivia this week Mm -hmm. every the following yeah Every episode on the week that we have trivia, we will give an Easter egg for the trivia of the next month. We're we're getting into this. Yeah. This so is we also just developed this idea right here in right real now. time. So in real time, R E E L time. Yes, boys. This yes. is where real world quality content comes from. <laughs> From our heads. Um, but Dama watched High School Musical. Yes. I watched um, Hoop Dreams and White Men Can't Drum- Jump. Amazing. Um, do you want to start it off or do you want me to go for it? I mean, we just listened to Get Your Head in the yeah, Game. Yeah, really. So I feel like it ties let's, in. let's get in this. Let's get our heads in this game. Exactly. So, classic love story between two teenagers that met during winter break and somehow ended up in the same school and love each other because they sang one time which is like perfect all of it checks out yeah i think it all <laughs> makes perfect sense i just okay one thing i realized when watching high school musical for the like 50th time um because we had a beer garden we had our first beer garden uh last last month last month yeah um and it was great it was high school musical you everyone should have come <laughs> and we had a decent amount of people and we have one coming up we have crybaby on october 20th yeah be great so the last one was high school musical and i was watching and it's like you know at the end uh, spoilers this is something that happens at the end of high school musical <laughs> um they like the basketball team and the like nerd team i don't even know like what's their thing like mathletes or something yeah okay the mathletes and the like basketball academic team. decathlon or something <laughs> yeah they like plot with each other to like get basically destroy each other's games so that Troy and Gabriella, the main characters, can audition for the winter musical, essentially. Mm -hmm. I never realized that literally they pull out all these stops for an audition. Yeah. Like, it's not even the full show. Like, it's been, it had been a few years since I had watched High School Musical. And this entire time I've been thinking, like, oh, yeah, they do this whole, like, crazy teenage plan thing because it's, like, the big show yeah it's the big show it's like a big deal you can't miss it no it's literally an audition yeah like it's callbacks yeah it's an audition and like that's something that i always like struggle with is like in the in the film there's like a tension between the drama department and the basketball team and like that's like reflective of like oh like nerds can't like mix with jocks or whatever breaking down social barriers but in the end like the drama department darbus like the Mrs. Darbus is really unreasonable and like unpleasant and like is reflect like reflects this weird cultural thing that like drama people are so unruly. Yeah. Um and like wow, like coach is so nice. Like it was just like a weird like breaking it down but then also reinforcing this like yeah. weird thing. Yeah. I was just like very confused cuz this entire time I thought that it was a big deal what they were what they were like pulling out this plan for it's like no it was just auditions and weird yeah and also the plans so the academic decathlon team like make a stink bomb (laughs) oh yeah and everyone like they also like hacked something the hacking was so funny so like like, oh my god it was it was just really funny i just remember looking through it's like okay again i watched it the first few times when I was really young. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, this makes sense. Hacking. Cool. Got it. And now it's like, I, I watch it and I'm like, that's not how no. any of that works. It's just like something loads and it's like, boom, we're in. Yeah, clearly. Um, but so they make a stink bomb. And then for the basketball game, they just turn, they <laughs> hack into like the power frame or something and just 
crash all the lights. Yeah. They just give an entire stadium no power, which is an intense thing to pull. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. For some reason, that makes it so that the entire game needs to be canceled forever. Like, it would take a flip of a switch to, like, fix that. That's why they hacked it, though. (laughs) Well, good thing they justify it or that would be a plot hole. That Mm, would be a plot hole. And I don't think I could deal with that, honestly. (laughs) In this quality movie content, I'm a very demanding audience member. I need. And I respect that in you. Yeah. Um. So that's that's High School Musical. Yeah, there's but I feel like basketball. there's so much more. The main the main like I think struggle or conflict in it is Troy or or Zephron, as I will affectionately refer to him. Zephron. Um, I don't, I just did this like dreamy hand thing almost uh, subconsciously. So that's where we are coming at. The oh yeah. From. But Zephron is like as Get Your Head in the Game. The song really beautifully illustrated. <laughs> Um, he's torn between his lifestyle as like a basketball star and um, his love of performance and, and musicality. His love of like after performing a single time, like literally a single time. Dama, the heart wants what it wants. He karaokeed to one song with a pretty girl and decided that this was his new passion. His heart mm. is in the song. His heart was in the song. His head was in the game. Um, and he is trying to reconcile the two. Um, and ultimately, I think that that... So I watched Hoop Dreams, which is not the same. I'm not going to say it's the same. Okay. Um, but there's the, there is this, like, tension in that film um, between, like, playing basketball and, like, getting a scholarship. Like, that's also a thing that comes up in the second movie and the yeah. third movie of High School, Mu- the High School Musical series. Um of basketball as a venue to university. Yeah. Um, and Troy is like struggling between the, the two, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is like a pretty powerful message for kids. Mm-hmm. Actually. It's like, Oh, like you, this is like the, I mean, it's so bare bones in this film and that's the whole point. But like, you've been slot into this space. Like, do you want to break out of it? How do you break out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and basketball, I think just watching Ho- Hoop Dreams especially um, really resonated, I think, with this in that it's like it's such a venue. It's a real avenue for people and it's a real opportunity for people. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting, like the role that basketball plays, not only in the first High School Musical movie, but like throughout the series, because in the third one, it just gets so intense. He's like, yeah. I need... I need to play to go to university. And then, like, okay, I feel like dad, uh, Troy's dad, coach, Dad? <laughs> just dad. <laughs> just daddy. <laughs> no. Dude, Mr. Bolton's a zaddy for sure. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he certainly is. Um, but, yeah, Mr. Bolton, like, in the first movie is already kind of like, who? Music. He's, yeah. like, skeptical about about Troy's Troy's newfound love for music. But in the third one, it gets, like, pretty intense. Mm-hmm. He's just like, uh, th- th- this music thing is, like, supposed to be, like, a cute hobby thing. Like, why yeah, do you... Yeah, this isn't a future. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, the father figure thing is also so interesting because he's not just his dad. He's also his coach. Yeah. So, like, to have that weird relationship where, like... Sure, you listen to your dad, but you listen to your dad in a different way than you listen to your coach, mm-hmm. but they're the same person, which is, like, just this really bizarre dynamic to have, I think. So that just adds to the entire, like, struggle in Troy's head. Because he's, like, do not... I feel like choosing between basketball and music is kind of also, like, choosing between, like, his dad and yeah. his girlfriend. Yeah. Which is really weird. Really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, interesting how they, like, bring up family issues Mm -hmm. (laughs) within that um not just this like identity thing within like basketball and like being a cool masculine boy and being a theater kid i guess just interesting yeah i think high school musical is dismissed a lot it's dismissed so much okay when i told everyone that we were having a beer garden all of my friends not all my friends some of my friends were like oh my god it's a musical and i'm like yes i love you guys so much (laughs) but then there were some 
there were many they're just like why yeah. why high school musical and i'm like why not it's it is a modern classic this is the anthem of our time of our generation they were like what are you saying and i'm like you're you don't know what you're talking about you high school musical is great so yeah it's dismissed a lot dora yeah no it is dismissed a lot um but i think that and it like it really resonates with um a lot of things that people actually experience and like yeah. feel like it's not like it's not this like floofy um just like piece of like disney garbage mm-hmm. it's a pretty pretty intense film and like series of films yeah with fantastic music and dance and Zephron. Like and Zephron. <laughs> Zephron growing throughout the years. Zephron in the third movie yeah, is Zephron's glow up is insane. Yeah. You gotta love him. You gotta love him. We were talking about this when, uh, during the beer garden. Zephron, like, created the Justin Bieber cut. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bieber was after High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Like, it was during High School Musical that people were like, oh, Look at this attractive young man. Let's all look like him and cut our hair just like him. Yeah. And that's what happened. And yeah, I'm just very, very impressed by the fact that he was able to create this, yet is not given any credit for it because it's called a Bieber cut. It yeah. It should be a Zephron cut. It's a Zephron. It's a Zephron Or Troy. Cut. Classic Troy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, I realized I have, like, a fair amount of baseball tees. Maybe it's because I love... High School Musical oh my so much. Gosh. All, literally, okay, not literally, but most of the shirts that are worn in that movie by the boys are like baseball, baseball tees. And I just realized, like, it oh really my God. did come out in a pretty spectacular moment in fashion. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, it's very. I don't know. Looking through, I remember watching it uh, with my friend Haresh next to me, and I just kept commenting on like what Gabriella was wearing. I'm mm. like, "What are you wearing? Yeah. Like, why does this look appropriate to you? None of this <laughs> is none of this works." It's like really, it's strange fashion moments, yeah. especially for the girls. I found that yeah. everything Sharpay wears. It was like I, I realize it's supposed to be exaggerated, but it's still really bizarre. But I think I think the 2000s were like pretty fascinating for children's fashion because. Um, what was in at the time um, at least among adults um, and in pop culture was really highly sexual outfits yeah. and like really revealing um, kind of numbers yeah. and but part of how that was almost like balanced out was there was a lot kind of a lot of frill to it like yeah. it, you would have like a scarf belt um, in like your low-res jeans and like this you a tiny like a little like crop top bra or something yeah um and adults could wear that like and be sexualized and like that was like pretty accepted but children and like children's fashion like programs i guess who are trying to replicate that and make the kids like feel as though they're like part of this like culture um it just meant a lot of like a lot of cloth with a lot of patterns yeah. and like a lot of like excess like trails and yeah. um, big sleeves and sequins and stuff. So much weird stuff yeah. happening. And weird layering. Like it was yeah. like, oh, the layers were what was yeah. re- like what really struck me about every single one of Gabriella's outfits. It's like, why do you have so many layers? It on? was like an adult, 2000s adult outfit with like a tank top under it. Yeah. <laughs> like that was all of the kids' outfit. And it was. It looks weird. It looks so bizarre. I think that's why I like the boys' fashion in High School Musical so much better because they just like well, men's male fashion is just like consistent. They just wear wear baseball tees, and I'm like, cool. This isn't bizarre to me. And then every other outfit is just like, why? Why do you have so many layers on and all these weird colors? I don't understand. I don't understand how it works. I don't understand. Me neither. Well, yeah. I think anything else on High School Musical? I don't think so. On that note of like just like really genuine like confusion, I think. Yeah. Um, check out Hoop Dreams, the music video. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the real world on CATR. What I'm putting. Yeah, we'll be right back. What up? What up? Every time. Check it out. Early in the morning, I rise, I rise, I rise. I'm up, time to hit the courts. We're hard to know what up. I'm just a young man with a dream, but the streets continue to test 
dreams come alive. First of myself, I come from the things to survive. One in one hundred thousand fulfill this dream, but it's the one I live to breathe. Just like when I rock the mic, you know that people listen. And it's like at the top of my game, I run like a piston. So no matter what you say, you better come early in the day. Just like this one, I bring it like a zayah. So it's up, been up, been up, been up, been up. Been away. You got to come up with the rim with your game. When we play, boy, it ain't got nothing to do with the shoes or sport. Because when I'm coming, I'm floating like Jordan. Vancouver International Film Festival is back this fall from September 28th to October 13th. Experience some of the best cinema from around the world used as related creator talks and events at one of North America's largest film festivals. With more than 300 films from 73 countries, this program includes the pick of top international film festivals as well as many undiscovered gems from around Canada and the world. This year, be sure to catch CATR-sponsored film, Tattoos, a poignant coming-of-age romance between two punk music connoisseurs, screening September 30th and October 1st. For more information and tickets, visit VIFF.org. National Museum's Hastings Park 1942 exhibit marks the 75th anniversary of Japanese-Canadian internment. Visit the exhibit until January 13th to see Japanese Problem, a contemporary performance piece which offers a glimpse into a dark episode of history at the Peonies Livestock Barn. Nikkei National Museum is located in Burnaby and entry is by donation. Hey, welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded territory of the Hunkamunum-speaking Musqueam people on UBC Vancouver campus. What's up? <laughs> um, today, we are talking about basketball movies. Basketball! Yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking about basketball. In case you didn't hear everything Dora just said, uh, we're uh, The Real World, broadcasting live from unceded territory of the mm-hmm. Hong Kong speaking Muslim people. Um, Hello. Basketball, b-ball. B-ball. Is the name of the game today. Yeah. Um, we just spoke on High School Musical. I think it's funny right now we've had songs to kind of pair with two movies so yeah. far. It's amazing. Um, we talked about High School Musical. I think it was a little derailed from basketball a lot. It but was, we brought it back. We brought it back. We, we made it, it work. Back. Um, we just have two almost too many things to say on basketball mm. um but now we're gonna talk about hoop dreams woo, 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 woo. um in case you have never heard of it which um, i have not please tell me cool i am, would be happy to hoop dreams is a documentary that came out in 1994 um and it follows two inner city chicago kids on their like quest to become nba players amazing um it's 
really fantastic. It's shot over five years. So oh, that's so cool. I, know. I love longitudinal documentaries. <laughs> okay. The only thing about it is it's three hours long or something. Okay, that's a little much. I didn't watch all of it. <laughs> that's um, fair. Thank you. I watched 90 minutes of it. Okay, that's... So I watched a regular movie length. Um, but it was really spectacular. Oh, boy. Um, so it starts when these kids are, like, about to graduate from grammar school. Mm-hmm. And they... Um, it's these kids, Arthur, A.G., and William Gates. And they just want, like... They want to be NBA players so badly. It's really beautiful and kind of like, I don't know, it made me feel kind of hollow a little bit because I like Googled the guys who were in it afterwards, like and what they were up to, and neither of them like oh, made no. it. I know. Um, but it like follows a like mainly their basketball careers. Yeah. But then with that comes like personal things so it starts when they're in grammar school and they um start going to this school in like a wealthy suburb of chicago that's a 90 minute commute for them every Uh, morning get the get up at 5 30 to go to school um to go to this like um, be involved in this amazing basketball program that like more than one person who's gone to that school has like gone to the nba yeah and the coach is absolutely bizarre he's like this old i don't like italian guy and he always has a pipe and he yells at these kids uh, um how old are these kids in at this point so they start when they're 13 oh my god I know. why are you yelling at 13 year olds um and like is one and it's a private school and one of the kids um starts it on the varsity team and gets like <laughs> bizarre he gets like a a white beneficiary um and like this wealthy couple are like wow william is so talented at basketball and he's so smart like we're gonna pay for his tuition um but that dynamic is weird because it's like contingent on him winning basketball games so they like will stop paying for his tuition if he stops winning basketball games um and then there's this other kid who does not have that set up and he has to drop out of the school because his parents owe like fifteen thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollars yeah um and they're like well sucks to suck like you just can't go to the school anymore so then he starts playing um at this public school and he's still what i like was consistently struck by these are boys they're 13. I watched until um, they were starting their senior year. Um, so I went through freshman year, sophomore year, and junior year. And they play so beautifully. I love basketball. Um, I think it's, like, really physically gorgeous, like, mm-hmm. and really graceful. Um, and these guys just were so freaking talented Mm. like so talented um like i kept being like every time the coach would yell at the kids i'd be like you can't do that like (laughs) i can't do that we physically are unable to do the feats that these like like 13 year olds yeah are it's gorgeous um but then so like as it's following their basketball career um like a one of the, the kid arthur who like has to drop out his dad his parents split up and his dad becomes like addicted to crack cocaine and then um like gets arrested for robbery and spends seven months in jail and then comes back and like he's like what um and then the other kid william who's like kind of like this golden child yeah um he hurts he has a knee injury so he's 17 and um has his cartilage they like shave off part of his cartilage and the doctor is like yeah he'll probably he's more likely to have arthritis when he's older but like Uh, he'll play beautifully now and there was this like bizarre emphasis on his play even within medicine over his health yeah weird i know really weird um and he was like he even had this thing he was like and the coach also bizarre um so these guys 
are in this program and playing basketball to go to university, essentially. Mm. Um, and he needs to play this season because he needs to, like, get scouted and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hurts his knee and he's not fully healed. And he, he tells his coach and his coach is like, well, do you want to play? Like, it's up to you. And he's like, if he, like a quote, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, the coach kept saying it was up to me. And if it's up to me, then I'm going to play. Like, yeah, of it's course like I'll play when, basketball. When you're a kid, it's like you're kind of relying on the adults to tell you yeah. to not do something that's going to hurt you. And the coach should have been like, don't play. <laughs> like, you can't. Um, but then... So he has this, uh, he like hurts his knee again and has to have surgery again. Um, and while this is happening, he has a baby. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and his like grades start falling and something that was cool. Um, I didn't see it. Um, I stopped watching before I got to this point in the film, but um, he needed an 18 on his ACTs to get in to like make the cut for scholarships. Yeah. And he got a 17.5. No. But they rounded it up to an 18. Oh, hell yeah. I know. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, I'm good so for glad. him. But also, like, like I'm, I always think it's, like, a lie. And I, like, am shocked when it's, like, oh, like, no, athletes get so many yeah. bonus. No, things. yeah. Okay. I'm, like, good for him right now because I'm, like, yes, help this boy go yeah. to school. Um, but this is something I feel very strongly about. And I feel like... It's probably because I'm salty because I never had the chance of getting a, a, a scholarship ever um, for sports things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it really messes me up when so many exceptions and like special treatment is given to like sports people. I'm yeah. like, you're Athletes. yeah, like this is a cool thing. Like I don't understand why being good at sports should give you more money than people that do good at school um i still find it like difficult to believe and understand honestly um which is like a me thing i guess because i'm just like very academically oriented uh but yeah it's just like so weird to me like i've heard um from my friends in the u.s that like so many of their of their like athlete peers would just have like complete grade forgery done by the teachers like teachers in one of my friend's schools in florida would just give athletes a's and stuff when they were failing like they were not doing well at all but they're like oh but they're athletes so mm-hmm. they need to get good grades so they can yeah. get scholarships so our school will look good and i'm like what how does that make any that, sense yeah, no. like this is so corrupt it's i hate the corruption so bizarre. involved in this like athletic academic sphere so bizarre so weird it bothers me a lot it bothers me a lot yeah um and like also same i was like i read that and i was like that's awesome <laughs> like he and he did he ended up going to school he ended up playing um basketball on a scholarship yeah. and he um like tried out for the wizards but he is 17 years old mm. and his body is broken yeah like, he hurt himself and couldn't play. But he's going to play beautifully. Thank you, doctor. I know. What? It's bizarre. Um, so, it was really, really gorgeous. Like, the film itself, I would recommend to anyone. Because um, it does touch... It is so... It's kind of like a better boyhood. Okay. <laughs> I think, which I guess, like, pretty much any documentary is. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> well, no, anything that, like, like I think it was, this is, like, off You just don't like boyhood. I don't like boyhood that much. But, like, if it, everyone acted like it was so revolutionary that this film was shot over, like, what, 11 years? Yeah. It's, like, docu- documentaries, documentaries like, do that. Yeah. Like, the difference was that, like, this was scripted. But, like, it took the same amount of time to write the script. You just, like, had to wait for it to finish. Yeah. Whereas, like, documentaries... Whatever. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but you really, like, gr- like these kids grow up in front of you. Yeah. And I think it's so fascinating that one of them had to drop out of the school. Yeah. Because um, then you can see the real parallels between. Because 
that kid still got a scholarship. Yeah. And that kid went to a better university than oh, William. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, And that guy, Arthur Agee, is amazing. He um, he started, like, this foundation. Um, And, like, what I found bizarre or, like, cool about it, I don't know, weird about it, is these kids looked up to athletes Mm -hmm. and they wanted to be NBA players and they like had these dreams and these real role models in people they don't know. Mm -hmm. And like in, I think a pretty unattainable um, sphere of the world. And um, he started this foundation where the mission statement is like to educate kids and be like, your role models are not athletes. They're, the people in your community oh my god that's and like, so cool i know he's really killing it he started a um hoop dreams like merch line and like i think he's like a real like businessman yeah who like has used this opportunity really successfully um so it's really cool yeah that's really awesome Good um him. yeah and then so just like where they are now i guess or from what wikipedia tells me yeah um william gates the other kid um he grew up, he had, he went to the university, he, I don't think he, no, no, he got a degree in communications, and then he became a pastor, and went to university for Bible studies or something, and moved his family to Texas, and now they live there, and he preaches. Nice. Um, both of them have since had real tragedies, um, yeah, Arthur Agee's dad was killed, um running from a robbery and then um william gates brother who was a real um motivation in his william gates i think was really really smart um and really emotionally aware in a way that um at least it wasn't really shown as much um in arthur Agee's like talking heads or whatever um but he was like, I love Curtis, but, like, he's living his basketball dreams through me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's really frustrating for me. Um, that's the brother. Yeah. Oh. So it was, like, cool to hear him say that. Um, and his brother was killed. He was shot. No. Um, but there was a really – so the whole point of the movie – not the whole point, but a major theme in the movie is, like – this is an avenue for op- this is an opportunity and this is an avenue for education yeah. um and like in the communities that these kids are growing up in like a high school diploma is like not a very common yeah. achievement and so like going to college is like even more um kind of like sparkly yeah and william's mom so curtis used to be a basketball player but he was like unruly he could he was like uncoachable even yeah. though he was really talented um and he was forced to he was kind of forced off the team uh-huh. and william's mom was like when he was going into surgery she was like i just want hit i just want this to work out like i just want she was saying she was like i want this one to work out like oh, wow. the it was really it was pretty intense yeah um like pressure and like expectation on these kids yeah. um but really, really, really spectacular movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really good. But I like that we have a documentary in in our movie selections today. Yeah. yeah. Um, Should we play a song before? Yes. So the other movie that I watched is White Men Can't Jump. So here's Chris Cross's Jump. Get ready. On the real world. TATR 101.9 FM. We're ready. Just so fly, a young lady. 
claiming that it's mental. Two little kids with a float, you ain't never heard. Ain't nothing fake, you can understand every word. As you listen to my cool smooth melody, the daddy makes you tell you MP. Ain't coming off wet. And for all y'all suckers that don't know, check it out. Some of them try to run, but they can't run like this. Some of them try to run, but they can't run like this. Some of them try to run, but they can't run like this. Some of them try to run, but they can't. Cause I'm gonna make it a make it a make it a make it a mac daddy. Make it a make it a make it a make it a mac. Cause I'm gonna make it a make it a make it a make it a mac daddy. Make it a make it a make it a make it a mac. I make you wanna and longest-running international art book fair is back, baby. The Vancouver Art Book Fair returns to the Vancouver Art Gallery, opening with a members preview and reception on October 13th. The fair runs from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday, and it is totally free and open to the public, showcasing the work of over 100 publishers and artists through exhibitor booths, hourly talks, performances, and artists' projects. So come to the Vancouver Art Gallery October 13th to 15th if you want to see books, magazines, zines, chapbooks, and print ephemera from New York, Toronto, Montreal, Countess, Mexico City, Dubai, Stockholm, and so many more places. Fridays at noon on CITR. Wow, wow, day. You're so sway. Oh, day. I like your shade. Hello, hello. We are back. On the real world on CITR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. Broadcasting live from the unceded territories of the Hunkamingham-speaking Musqueam people here on UBC Vancouver campus. Hell yeah. You just listened to, is it Jump by Criss Cross? Yes. And I think we just need to point out that these kids were literally 12 and 13 when this song came out. I was watching the music video as we were playing it. And I just, I don't. I don't know how to grasp the fact that these ch- tiny children. It's this. hilarious. It's so good. Um, it's the, like the Mac Daddy. Make it a make it a make it a Mac Daddy. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, they are so tiny, <laughs> but they're surrounded by, by adults. Adults who are just like jumping. <laughs> it's called jump. It's okay. Really. Really, really funny. If you haven't seen that music video, check it Right out. now. Just go stop yeah. whatever you're doing and watch that music video. Pull over. Bust out that phone. Speaking of jumping, though. Whew, um, we are talking about b-ball, basketball, movies. Yep. All about it. So we've talked about um, High School Musical a little earlier in the episode. Talked about Hoop Dreams for a while. Um and now I'm going to talk about white men can't jump. Can they, Dora? Is the question. Actually, yes. It turns out. It turns out they can. I know. Amazing. I I know. I actually watched this movie because in the old film sock um, club room, there was a poster for it that was had oh. just been up there for a really long time. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll just do it. It I'll feels it, like yeah. full circle. It was okay. <laughs> 
played. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't awful. It's um, not a documentary? No. It's okay. a narrative piece of cinema. It's about Billy um, or Woody Harrelson. And he, like, owes a lot of people money. Okay. And he's really bad at it. So he owes people money because he gambles a lot. Okay. Um, but he just, like, is bad with money and bad at holding it down. And he has this girlfriend, Gloria, who, like, really wants to be on Jeopardy. And she spends the whole movie, like... What? I know. She spends the whole movie, like, quizzing herself on, like, random facts. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Jeopardy? He, yeah, so they moved to this city. I'm assuming it's L.A. Yeah. And he, like, how he, he plays basketball to gamble. So he, um, he'll, like, set up games, kind of. He'll yeah. be like, what are you talking about? I can't play basketball. And then people will bet on it, and then he's actually really good, and he oh, wins. Yeah. So he does this um, against Wesley Snipes, Sydney. Mm. Um and Sydney's really, really talented at basketball. Um, so is Woody. Yeah. And that's kind of like the premise of the movie. Okay. Um, they make the money. They lose it again. Gloria breaks up with him. They get Gloria on Jeopardy. Potato, potato. Do they get back out. together after they get Gloria on Jeopardy? No, which I actually really liked. Yeah, nice. Um, they... Um, there was, like, a weird underlying theme of, like, Wesley Snipes kept being, like, listen to the woman. <laughs> like, she knows what she's talking about. And there was this really cool scene where, um, so Billy and Sydney were, like, partners in this, like, game. Yeah. Um, and then they, Sydney, like, makes a bet with another pair of basketball players and mm. they, like, um... They make a lot of money and like Billy kind of loses. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like frick him over. Yeah. And the women, like Billy and Gloria, go to Sydney's house and he's like, Come on, man. Like, why'd you do that to me? We were partners. And Wesley's like, Sucks to suck. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and then um, Gloria is like, We need our money. Yeah. Like, we need our money back. Um, and the wife is, like, I think, like, coolly, she's, like, no. Like, your boyfriend got played by my husband, and, like, that sucks. But, like, we need this money, too. We're trying to get out of the projects. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but so they figure it out, and the women come up with this plan. So, like, the men are just, like, sitting around watching basketball. <laughs> of course they are. I know. And that was also a funny, like, he's, like, oh, come on, guys. Like, getting really heated. And then Wesley is, like shut up the game is on <laughs> and then they all kind of like bond it was like a weird like mask thing yeah um but then the women like go sort it all out come up with a solution and are like you guys are gonna play together and like you this is what's gonna happen mm. um and wesley's like okay um cool it was like a f weird like they kept being like there was this weird like feminine mystique almost of like wow women are so wise like you're like your female partner like we'll figure everything out for you. yeah but it was also like they did figure it yeah. out like it was pretty cool um but like kind of again just like basketball is a means of for um i mean it was bizarre because woody harrelson was white so it was like oh he like has way more advantage than everyone else in this movie yeah. um but like basketball is an avenue for like monetary gain or like yeah. gainful employment kind of mm -hmm. um which is really cool yeah. I like, I, so while you were gone, Dama, I did an episode on Latin dance movies. Okay, yeah, you told me about that. Um, and kind of the same deal. Dance as a means to make money. money yeah, money. something of like, like basketball is like a real avenue for, and an opportunity for, to get out of a situation that you're in. Yeah. And like one of the, like weirdly in my brain, it's a really unattainable yeah. goal. But it's one of the only viable options yeah. for a lot of people, yeah. um, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, like, super interesting. Uh, like, not only that that's, like, a thing 
in the world but that there's so many movies that are like showing mm-hmm. like yeah it's not just about like playing the sport and just like being good at it because it's fun like for some people they bank on it to yeah. like, get out of whatever situation they're in and that's like it's pretty special that that's a thing that you can do i guess um i have expressed that i have issues with the whole like academic dishonesty that people can get away with because of like being good at sports but you know like i think it's like a case-by-case thing too i think it's like really bizarre to have like weird high-end private schools do that stuff for athletes it's like yeah different situations i think it's very interesting that you can just use like sports and like different passions like a lot of people do like music stuff and end up with like music yeah. scholarships in places and it's like good for you you're talented and kind of like going off the academic thing too like academia at least in like circles that we run in like yeah. school is the avenue that you take yeah like you go to high school you go to university yeah. you graduate do your thing yeah. um but that's just like not the focus yeah. that's just not the mentality or like the framework that yeah, yeah. a lot of the kids are like working in which is also like completely valid amazing. like yeah 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 it's really interesting to like see that portrayed in a film to show what happens outside of our little bubbles which is fun truly and yeah. isn't that what cinema is all about yes i think that is a great note to end our show on today i think so too yeah what are what are we gonna play on um, the way out so I don't know if you guys know this, but R. Kelly wrote I Believe I Can Fly. What? For the movie Space Jam. What? I know. It's no way. <laughs> no. Dama's for the movie? Yeah, for the movie, Dama. What? Dama's teasing me because I tell her this fun fact all the freaking time. Yeah, like, do we want to know a fun fact, Dama? And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like, it's always know? the same one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, and it's a fact. But because Space Jam is a classic classic basketball, basketball movie. movie what's funny is that i'm realizing that a lot of my favorite movies are, are basketball. basketball movies oh that's great um but we're gonna send you off with a nice smooth jam hell yeah i believe i can fly by r kelly you're listening to it on the real world citr 11.9 fm coming up next is dave radio with radio dave he was saying he has some like sick interviews yeah documentary directors yeah. on his show so check that out Woo. You've been listening to The Real World with Dama and Dora on CATR. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Goodbye. 